Happy opening ceremony day for the Olympics. Somehow we have made it to that point. Uh, thought it thought it wouldn't happen, but the Olympics are here, and I'm excited to watch them. Hope you guys are too. Uh, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks on winning their first NBA championship in nearly 50 years. So we've got a lot to break down today. And OU Texas, are they heading to the SEC? I'll explain and discuss that later. Uh, but first, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. So let's start with the NBA Finals. The Bucks take four straight after being down 0-2 to win the uh, to clinch the 2021 NBA Finals over the Phoenix Suns. Now I'll say it. I did not have faith in the Bucks to win this series. I wanted the Bucks to win. I wanted Giannis to get his uh, first ring. Maybe it's his first of a few to come. But even during the series when Suns went up 2-0, it looked like this series was completely over. Bucks would I I I said the Bucks would get two wins, but I'm glad I'm I was wrong about that. Uh, I I just thought the Giannis injury would be uh would hurt them. I didn't know if Middleton would actually step up and Holiday too. I didn't know if these players would step up. And you had other contributors like Bobby Portis and Pat Connington uh, make their shots. P.J. Tucker locked it down on defense, but not much on the offense. Uh, Brooke Lopez uh, made his uh, routine shots, of course, but just congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, it, it is kind of sad. Uh, Chris Paul is not uh, getting a ring, uh, no ring for Devin Booker. But I I I don't know if they'll be back. I know they will be a playoff team for a few years to come. Uh, they could easily make a conference final. I don't know if they'll be back in the finals. Uh, I'll discuss that in just a second. But uh, some game stats: Chris Paul, twenty six, two and five. It's so only five assists as the point guard. Devin Booker, uh, we knew he could drop points. He only had nineteen, three and five. Uh, it's good though, you can say D Book get some assists on that. Uh, uh, last few games, he had not been getting any assists. And then DeAndre Ayton, 12, 6, and 1. So only 12 points for a big man, only 6 rebounds down low. You gotta get more rebounds, especially on the offensive board. Uh, if you wanna win games. And they were out rebounded pretty bad during that game. Crowder, 15, 13, and 0. So Crowder stepped up, uh, with his NBA Finals experience. And then for the Bucks, Giannis dropped 50. 14 and 2. So Giannis stepped up big time, especially in that second half and dropped 50. He said, No way we're going back to Phoenix for game seven. We're winning tonight on the home court. Brooke Lopez had his 10 and 8. Holiday, uh, nearly a triple double, uh, 12, 9, and 11. So only one rebound away from a triple double, but he got the assist, got the ball rolling. Middleton had 17, 5, and 5. So uh, close to, close to uh, 20. I said Middleton Holiday would have to be at least near 20 for that to happen, uh, for them to get a win. Giannis about 50, so they didn't need to score 20. Uh, field goal percentage during the game, Sun, Sun shot 44%, the Bucks shot 45%, uh, three point percentage, Suns 24, Bucks 22%, uh, rebounds. So this is the big one. Uh, Suns only 37 rebounds, Bucks with 53. So Bucks with a ton, a uh, lot more rebounds and assists. Uh, Bucks had six more assists than the Suns, 
and they're pretty even in steals and blocks. So pretty even matchup besides the rebounds and the assists. So that's that's going to be a big difference, especially on those offensive rebounds, because those offensive rebounds lead to second chance points and easier buckets. So it, it was a fun, entertaining series. Uh, didn't didn't look like it would be that interesting uh, two games in, but it turned out to be an incredible series and really fun to watch. Uh, we'll see if these teams can uh, make it back again. But the Suns free agents, uh, there's a few notable names here, and uh, that is Chris Paul, Frank Kaminsky, Tory Craig, and Cameron Payne. So. Uh, these are some Cameron Payne especially stepped up big in the playoffs. Torrey Craig was a great player during the year, and Chris Paul obviously led them to the NBA Finals in that that those playoffs. But uh, some free, this is they've got to sign these players uh, if they want to be back in the finals or at least the conference finals. It's hard to make the finals two years in a row, so I don't see that happening. But uh, and Chris Paul's getting a year older. Campaign may have to lead that lead that team as a starting point guard next year. He's shown he can do it. He has shown that he can lead that team. Um, Chris Paul, I think he's going to the Lakers. Maybe he stays, but I think to get a ring, I think it's time for him to go get a ring. And the best place for that is the Lakers. Lakers, though, they are looking at Westbrook, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, Spencer DeWindle, and Kyle Lowry have all expressed interest with joining the Lakers. Uh, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook were spotted together the other day at their son's uh, camp or basketball game, something like that. But the Lakers are looking like a great team for next year. I already talking about the Lakers, of course. And then some, the Bucks free agents, uh, P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis, Jeff Teague, and Justin Jackson. So a few notable names. I think Bucks try and re-sign those guys. Um, they may leave P.J. Tucker. He got his ring. Didn't really do much on offense. I don't know about during the regular season, but defense, he locked it down for sure. Uh, but it looks like they're going to bring back Bobby Portis. He's at least a restricted free agent right now. So is Jeff Teague. Uh, but Suns and Bucks, they've got a few notable names to sign uh, if they want to get back to that championship caliber level. Obviously, they still are with those great players they have that made it to the finals. Uh, so my way to early top five for next year, no particular order, uh, Bucks, Lakers, Nets, Nuggets, and Clippers. I think those are going to be the top five teams. You could also throw in the Sixers and the uh, Jazz, of course, but expect the Suns to maybe take a step back because I think Chris Paul is leaving that team uh, to go to the Lakers. But I shall still be honest, of course. Uh, Nets, you'll still have your top three and maybe add another one because they're just going to keep adding on to that super team. But those are my top five right now. Clippers still got Kawhi and uh, PG. Yes, Kawhi is going through an ACL injury, but uh, they do can ball, so we'll see what happens uh, for the for next year. I'm excited for the NBA to start back up already. Uh, just ended, but ready to watch it again. Uh, so let's dive and talk some college football expansion now some interesting news coming out of the college football world texas and oklahoma inquired the sec about joining their conference now when i first saw this headline it was about 10 a.m maybe uh, my time 
I was just like, oh, okay, uh, no, no biggie. That doesn't really mean anything. Because uh, I can't really leave until 2025, 2024, or something like that. But my goodness, it took off like a firestorm. And it was every major news network's covering it. Media days are covering it. It's it's insane. I when I first saw this, like, why would you want to leave the SEC? Yes, the college football playoff is going to be expanding, and you're still most likely going to make a college football the the playoff. But when you're in the Big Twelve, you run that conference. You ran that conference the last six years. You ran it for like twenty years, but uh, and. You can lose two games in the Big 12 and still be fine and make it to the college football playoff. You probably won't lose two games anymore in the Big 12 uh, just because all these star players that are coming now, all these five stars that are coming now. You're getting Alabama recruits now. Uh, but why leave something that's so good to you right now? It's still making you money and go join the SEC. Well, even more. You're going to get even more money. So I saw... SEC makes about two SEC teams make about two hundred million more dollars uh, per season than the Big Twelve teams. Uh, it it's money. It's money is the deciding factor, and it's it's gonna happen. It really is going to happen. So, but here's some college football brand values. Um, so number one, Texas at one point one ten billion dollars. Number two, Alabama at $1 billion. Number three, Georgia at $891 million. Number four, Oklahoma at $886 million. And at number five, Auburn at $872 million. And the rest of the top 15 are from the SEC. Even Arkansas, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vanderbilt. All those teams are from the SEC. So money, money, money is what is making OU and Texas go to the SEC. And it's it's going to be better for them down the road. Uh, they're looking long-term, 20 years or so for 2040 and all that. Uh, it looks like, though, this is going to create probably four super conferences. Uh, I believe so. Uh, Big Ten's not going to let SEC have 16 teams. ACC's not going to let that happen. Pac-12 or Pac-14's not going to let that happen. So uh, the, if this does happen, which it it, it, it will, uh, expect something in the next 24, 48 hours apparently uh, about the making statements for Big 12 or for the OU in Texas to lead the Big 12. It's going to create super conferences, and the Big 12 will. Uh, Probably no longer exists. Yes, you could add BYU, Houston, uh, UCF, uh, maybe Cincinnati, and uh, maybe some other t- SMU if uh, they really wanted to bring it back to 12 teams. It wouldn't be a bad conference. It'd, it'd be a ACC or be an AAC conference. Honestly, some of these teams could compete in the ACC. Obviously, they're not going to be Clemson, but these other awful teams that are there, uh, 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 beat some ACC teams, but looks like the Big 12 will no longer exist, uh, within the next few years, so my thoughts on this, um, I kind of like, I, I, I like the 14 pods, kind of like divisions, uh, I do like that, but I also do like the 16, uh, team, or the eight teams per side, 
this we'll start with the eight teams per side. So the West would be Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, Missouri, LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. <laughs> you like your chances in there if you're Oklahoma. You got to go through a, a Texas A&M team every year. That's basically it. Um, LSU's on and off every year. Uh, you don't know what you're getting out of them. And then Texas, you can easily beat Texas every year like you have been doing. Arkansas's a walkthrough. Mississippi State's pretty much a walkthrough. Ole Miss is a walkthrough. So you like your chances uh, in the West as Oklahoma. And then the East, oh my, this is, this would be a great conference. Uh, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, and, uh, Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. So if you're Vanderbilt, you're going over, uh, every single year, uh, in that conference. But, uh, that's a, that's a pretty decent, decent, uh, uh, conference and, uh, Divisions. So, the SEC Network proposed a four-team pod. Uh, pod A would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Ooh, Florida, Georgia. They play every year, but I see that again. Uh, pod B be Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. <laughs> Just being Vanderbilt, knowing you're losing at least two games every single, or you're obviously going to lose two games every single year, but. It's just Vanderbilt knowing you're not going to win anything. And then Pod C would be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. So LSU, Texas A&M every year. And then Pod D would be Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. So that, if you're Oklahoma and Texas, you like you want to join the big uh, SEC because those are two easy wins every single year in Pod D. And then, uh, the nine game conference schedule format would be the play the other, play the other three teams in your pod every season, play two games against each of the other pods, and host every team at least once every four seasons. So, I really like that. Uh, the SEC network, uh, pretty good stuff there. I do like that concept. I like, I really do like the 14 pods. And, uh, so, for all those people saying, oh, the OU in Texas wouldn't even beat the, SEC, so they've already released um, point spreads for OU and Texas versus each um, SEC team in 2021. The only team that Texas is favoring in every single game besides Texas A&M, which are underdogs by two and a half, Georgia, which they're underdogs by four, and Alabama, which they're underdogs by ten and a half. So Texas is favored in every single game besides A&M, Georgia, and Alabama. Uh, and they even have a 26-point uh, favorite over South Carolina. So uh, Texas looks like in pretty good shape as a point spread. Uh, Vegas likes them. And then for Oklahoma, they are favored in every single game besides Alabama, which Alabama is only favored by two points. Alabama is only favored by two points over Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is favored in every single matchup. They've been favored by four and a half against Georgia. Uh, their biggest one is 34 and a half against South Carolina, 27 versus Vanderbilt. And their closest is five and a half against Texas A&M, or besides Georgia, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Vegas loves Oklahoma uh, in this situation. 
And uh, this, it would be so fun to watch. Yes, we're not getting OU versus the SEC anytime soon, or at least not in the next two years or so. It would probably be 2024 before this happens. But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting for this to happen. And I kinda, I've come to the conclusion that it's best for Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC because it's going to happen. Conference realignment is going to be happening soon again. And it looks like uh, NCAA may be falling down through the cracks. So that's OU and Texas heading for the SEC. Uh, should be more about that in the next 24, 48 hours, I believe. Uh, so let's move into on this day in history. So on this day in 1911, ex- American explorer Hiram Bigum, ex- or he discovers Machu Picchu. So Machu Picchu is discovered on this day in 1911. That's that's on my bucket list. I really want to go see Machu Picchu. Uh, looks like an amazing place to go see. And in 2010, 1D, One Direction, is formed during the X Factor show. So it's already been 11 years since One Direction was formed and gave us so many hits. Uh, 1999, uh, Lance Armstrong wins his first of seven in a row at the Tour de France. Uh, those were later taken away in 2012 because of his doping. But he wants, that's when he won his first of his seven Tour de France's in a row. So one of the goats, uh, even if he did do dope. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Daniel Ratcliffe. Happy birthday, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who started Moneyball, Master, and Twister, uh, Oklahoma's favorite movie. And Amelia Earhart. So happy birthday to all those out there. Uh, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else at Burgers and Brots. That's Burgers and Percent Brots. And stay up to date with latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. So the Olympics are finally here. Uh, Olympic Games uh, starting. A few of them have already started, but the opening ceremony was this morning. Now, I did not watch it because it was at, like, 5 a.m., and I was not getting up for that. No fans, nothing too spectacular for the Olympics anyways. Uh, it's, it's pretty underwhelming this year. Uh, I would say it's not like those recent years. It's not like 2012 in London, 2016 in Rio. It's just super underwhelming because of COVID and all that. Um, it, there's just no big name. It's just not that big name uh, brand right now. Uh, hopefully, once the Olympics start, then we start hearing these names. We'll start tuning in and watching. And be like, oh, we gotta watch this, like swimming, all these other games. Uh, so have you guys seen the sex beds, sex-free beds? Oh my! So apparently, the beds can't hold over 440 pounds, or they start to break. They're made out of cardboard, so that's super cheap. Um, they they say these beds are sex-free. But I, apparently they were made before the Olympics, like a year before uh, the Olympics started. I guess they would have been made in 2020. So I, even before COVID made, started, they probably made. But uh, these beds were just, they're just cheap. They're super cheap. We're giving these world-class athletes cardboard to sleep on. Um, it's just funny to watch like some of these gymnasts and I think a rugby player. And a swimmer were just jumping on the beds and uh, <laughs> proving to see if they were um, going to fall through, uh, but they didn't. So uh, it's remarkable stuff coming out of the Olympics for how cheap it is. And then um, uh, there are five new sports added this year to the Olympics. We got baseball, softball, 
uh, karate, skateboarding, and sports cl- or sports climbing and surfing. Yes, those those sound actually really interesting. Uh, I really want to see some of those. Um, there are forty two overall sports. I wish surf or skateboarding was in when Tony Hawk. I wonder if is Tony Hawk even doing this? I mean, the dude can lay in like five eighties or ten eighties, whatever. The hardest thing is the dude can still do, and he's in his forties. So hopefully, Tony Hawk is at the Olympics right now. Um, but some of the things I'm most looking forward to uh, during the games are women's gymnastics, men's gymnastics, of course. Uh, those are two of my favorite sports because, as a former gymnast, uh, the men's basketball team. See what they can do. Because they did not start off great. Yes, they've won a few more games. Uh, now Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and uh, Devin Booker are there, so that will help. Uh, they did lose Bradley Bill. And uh, I think Jack Levine's back uh, out of COVID protocols. I think he's back there now. But uh, hopefully this team, USA Basketball, can get their stuff together. Because uh, we need a gold medal. Uh, nothing less, or you're not allowed to come back and play in the NBA. Uh, also, I'm excited for women's soccer, of course. That's always fun to watch. Alex Morgan, uh, all these other players. Uh, can't even remember the name. But uh, all these other great, amazing women who uh, are just so good at soccer. I saw they did lose their first game in a couple of years, uh, so I think they'll bounce back uh, and take a medal at least. Also excited to see mountain biking and surfing. I want to see what kind of mountains they got in Tokyo. Uh, see what they're doing for that. I guess they do have that giant mountain there. But uh, also excited to see surfing. I've uh, never really watched surfing, but it's going to be interesting to see, especially since it's an Olympic sport. Uh, and softball, of course. I love softball. Softball. Love, love, love soft watching softball. So, so these newest sports are very interesting to watch. Um, sh- now, should we have average shows compete to see... How just how great these athletes are? Yes, we should. Just invite me over. I'm an average Joe. Please invite me over and let me compete in the Olympics. See how good these people actually are because I think I can take them. I mean, maybe they're all just so good. They're all just so equal. So it's like, oh, they're not that good. But send some average Joe's over there to uh, see what we can do. And uh, so, as I mentioned, basketball earlier, some expectations for USA basketball. USA is the favorite by uh, – their favorite, 350. Australia is plus 750 to take home the gold. Spain is plus 900, and France is plus 1500. So, not much faith in the U.S., but they're still favored, so there's still that. Australia's second, uh, uh, Spain third, France in fourth. So, uh, USA's got some dudes on their tails. Nigeria's even in the top six, I believe, in favorite to win gold medal. So, we'll see what happens. But I expect USA basketball to start stepping back up and getting the job done. Now, uh, which country takes home the most gold medals? USA is favored by, uh, USA is minus 800, favored to win, take home the most medals. China is plus 500. Japan is plus 2,000, and Russia is plus 5,000. So if you go bet on them, you may make a little money. I'll see if it happens, but they're not they're not favored by that much for a reason. And for the most medals all time, the USA at 2,500, Soviet Union at 1,010. So they don't even exist, and they saw the second most medals. And Great Britain at 867. So send me to another country so I can be an Olympian, please. 
please someone do that to me. I want to be an Olympian. Someone send me over there. So obviously, I think I'm going to go. I don't think there's bias in this, at least. Uh, but the USA, I think they take home the most medals, especially this year in this COVID year. I know a lot of athletes are getting sent home because of COVID. Uh, there's already, I think, 80 plus cases in the village, at least uh, as of yesterday or so. Probably more today. So we'll see what happens if these Olympic Games can continue as well. And how how I think the Olympics will compare to the past. I don't. Yes, we're in a time where we need this. Uh, we need something for us to come together and watch and take our mind off everything. I just I just don't have that feel. It just doesn't feel like it's gonna really unite the country and all have us cheer for that same person or like that underdog story. Because it, it's just not popular right now uh, here. It just doesn't feel like the Olympics. Uh, now, with once the Olympics start, it may completely change, but it just doesn't feel uh, like something that's super big right now. Uh, just because there's so much other stuff going on and got to worry about a lot of other things. We don't care about a swimmer swimming 100 meters for a medal. And, uh, I, I, I am, I am, I would say I'm excited for the Olympics. I always love the Olympics. Uh, but it's just, the excitement's just not as much as it has been in the past. Uh, but the Olympics are the Olympics. We'll see what happens, see how they continue this. And I'm excited to see the story come out of the Olympics. So uh, that is the Olympic, uh, breakdown. Start today, started a few days ago, but officially started today. And excited to see what comes out of it. So let's move into the final segment. Who would I share my burger and brought with? So stem cell based. There is now a stem cell based cure. Cure um, for type 1 diabetes. It draws nearer uh, with FDA trials now being launched. It costs. So type 1 diabetes costs U.S. medical care industry around 800 or. Costs around $85,000 per patient per lifetime worth of treatment. Um, and type 1 severely limits quality of life and can result in complications like foot amputations and early mortality. So researchers at Salk Institute for Biological Studies have pioneered a new way to produce beta pancreas cells for this type 1 treatment. So it's good to see that type 1 treatment is drawing nearer for a cure so not there yet but it's drawing near and now it's just time to study and test on human um humans so we'll see what comes of that but good i'm glad that type 1 diabetes is uh, starting to find a cure and starting to get that under control so that's it for the podcast congratulations to the milwaukee bucks for their nba championship congratulations to Giannis. Uh, the Greek freak and broke down OU to OU in Texas to the SEC, which looks like it is not if, but when it happens, we'll know more in the coming days. And it's Olympic time around the world in Tokyo, uh, Japan. So make sure you stay up late for those. Get up early for those. Should be fun to watch. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora. And anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brots. That's Burgers and Brots. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. Thank you all for listening. Go Team USA.